Welcome back to the Fourth Way Podcast. Today, I want to revisit the issue of consequentialism a little bit, as I've had an opportunity to face it head on just a little bit more. I've discovered, frustratingly, that having uh, this sort of discussion about consequentialism with conservatives who are bent on tapping into the political system is like beating my head against the wall. It just, it drives me nuts. And I want to provide you with one issue which has just continued to come up and uh, in regard to consequentialism as as a sort of like uh, rebuttal or kind of counter against it. And I want to address that here and talk about maybe how it can be avoided by you in the future. So as I say frequently, uh, I am recording this well in advance of whenever I'm going to post it. Uh, it is, what's the date today? October 14th today. Um, so the presidential election has not yet occurred. I'm looking forward to my future self hearing this and kind of reflecting back on these good times and and how much I love election season. But um, I, I don't really know the outcome of it yet. So I've been having a lot of discussions with with other people, um, especially conservative Christians, because that's my group. That's who I I uh, I rub shoulders with most of the time. So in the last few weeks, with one of uh, my conservative Christian acquaintances, we were uh, he had posted on Facebook an article by Wayne Grudem. And someone replied to this article about how no Christian can rationalize abstention from voting. Like, a, a true Christian, like, you can't abstain. You have to participate. And to me, those are, those are kind of fighting words because it, it just reeks of political idolatry. It takes away options which are, I, I think, I mean, objectively, sometimes necessary to uphold one's integrity. It reminds me of a, a Simpsons video I just saw, uh, a little clip I just saw the other day on voting, which I will put in the show notes below. But it's, it's a one-minute clip that just summarizes this whole thing really well. Anyway, side note. Um, so I, I just disagree with this idea that you have to, to buy into the system. And I'm not going to elaborate on that all right now. You can go back in, I think it's season two, and listen to the episode on abstention. But the point is, I couldn't help but respond at this, at this, uh, you know, kind of jab that all Christians have to vote. So I, I responded with some usual stuff, right? Grudem's article creates a false dichotomy. Um, he rationalized the lesser of two evils, which isn't even a Christian ethic. Uh, if you adhere to objective morality, lesser of two evils isn't isn't uh, a possible Christian ethic. He Grudem in this article doesn't defend his thesis. Right? His thesis is that Donald Trump and his party aren't compromised by evil; they're only flawed. But then, instead of defending what people might say are evil things that they've done or support, he instead spends the whole time telling me the benefits I'll get if I vote for Trump. So it's just this this very consequentialist-infused uh, article. So I, I laid that all out there. 
Unfortunately for me, I then wrote the following sentence. Somewhere in there, I wrote, All that being said, I strongly disagree that abstention can't also be effective. Simple, right? Right? I just said, with all that I just said, I disagree that abstention can't also be effective. Direct quote. So my my reasoning for disagreeing with Grudem, I had many reasons, and I had very deep reasons. But at the end, I just emphasized that apart from all of those reasons, those reasons stand, but apart from all of those, I think it's a misunderstanding to think that abstention can't also be effective. Right? It's a tack-on. Well, in that whole discussion, I bet you can probably guess the one thing that was latched onto and all the other things which were discarded. The reasons, of course, were discarded, and the what I said about effectiveness was latched onto. So basically, the individual said, I was being hypocritical because I was saying that abstention could be effective, I was therefore undermining my own argument because my argument was that uh, morality is objective apart from seeking to be effective. So whereas I said effectiveness was icing on the cake, potential icing on the cake, um, it wasn't the cake, but this guy uh, was was saying that I was being hypocritical here. All right, so I... I gave him the benefit of the doubt, though. Maybe he misunderstood me. So I clarified a little bit. I said, quote myself here, To be clear, the potential positive result of abstention wasn't put forth as a justification, but rather as icing on the cake. You can be moral and still hold out for the possibility of good results. You do the right thing because it's the right thing. Clear, right? Well, I gave him the last word in the discussion, which I should know enough not to do by this point. And here's what he said. He said, quote, And I find that some of your reasoning is sound, while I see some to be flawed. The whole idea of criticizing the ends justifying the means, which you should, and yet resorting to it yourself, voting against Trump in the hopes of that leading to a change in course and future, is bewildering to me. End quote. Be angry and do not sin. That, those are the words that came to mind at that moment. I have to tell myself that relatively frequently. I, I can't stand turnabouts like this. You know, by the end of the conversation, by, uh, it, it was hard for me to give someone like that grace and benefit of the doubt. The original discussion was was pretty clear, I thought, and and I even had an opportunity to clarify it and and um, you know double check everything and and reaffirm what I said. But still, in that short closing post, pointing out my repeatedly clarified non-existent hypocrisy in this instance, constituted the guy's closing remarks. Like that that was his point. His point wasn't any substance. It was just saying I was being hypocritical after my clarification. Needless to say, if you can't tell, uh, I was and still am pretty frustrated. It, it is difficult to have conversations with 
fellow Christians who act like that. And this is a smart guy. This is a guy who knows better. And there's just a, a complete lack of charity and willingness to have to dialogue. So this was another reminder to me that well-reasoned arguments and repeated clarification are no guarantees against misrepresentation. With this conversation in mind, I want to take a look at some important lessons to learn before discussing anything, but specifically before discussing consequentialism and the ends justifying the means. Just two general tips to start off with in your conversations is, first of all, keep it short, which I'm terrible at. And secondly, keep it to one issue at a time. I think part of what got me into trouble was I I always have probably at least three paragraph responses to start with, and that's a problem. And then at the same time, I tried to address everything. So if, if Grudem said some stuff in this article, I want to cover everything because I don't want to drop any of the, the main ideas. I feel like if I do, that's a problem. Unfortunately, on, on something like Facebook especially, um, you just you don't have the room or the attention span to be able to do that. Even, even in a conversation, people have difficulty with those sorts of attention spans to latch on to lots of different points. So your best bet is to keep it short and to focus on one issue at a time. But specifically, um, when you get into something like consequentialism, uh, I think it's important to force a response to the moral issue. You need to keep effectiveness as distinct from the conversation, which was my obvious problem here. Because I mentioned the word effectiveness and saying hey, uh, you know, I'm not just saying just completely give up. I'm saying I think that this also can be effective. That just needs to not be a part of the conversation. That's its its own thing, which probably comes a lot later. Most people are, are saturated in consequentialist ideology, and they won't or can't see that good results don't equate to good morality. Uh, we've got the prosperity of gospel, which is pretty big and, um, you know, voting and other sorts of things, which lesser of two evils ideology is, is consequentialist. We're just bathed in it. Grudem might not adhere to the prosperity gospel, but he adheres to the political gospel. It's really the same thing, just with different currencies. So keep effectiveness out of, out of the discussion of consequentialism, which is going to be hard, because... You'll be accused of being passive and ineffective, and that's going to make you want to talk about effectiveness. But until people recognize that effectiveness doesn't equate to morality, until they can get that, then you bringing up effectiveness or biting on that is just going to muddy the waters for them as you try to divorce effectiveness from morality, something that they've married. If you then bring it back in, you're going to look like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. So the the last tip I have would be don't let people run away and not explain themselves. Keeping it short helps with this point, but force others to answer your questions. And that's what, in, in my conversation, and what I find happens a lot, is that we're such a gotcha culture that, you know, this guy latched on to this one thing 
that he misconstrued and misrepresented, even after I clarified, but he could just keep saying it, and it was truth, right? It was truth, and I don't think he was being malicious, but it was truth to him, because that's what he needed to see, that's what he wanted to see, and so even after clarification, he couldn't hear me. His mind was made up, and we couldn't have a discussion. So so people latch on to things. Um, and they also detach from things. So they latch on to the things they want to, and they detach from the things they don't want. Uh, they avoid taking the burden of proof. So if I ask questions or if I point some things out uh, to this guy uh, with the Grudem article, he can choose to not respond where he wants to, and he can choose to latch on to the sound bites and the things that are, um, you know, in his mind, going to be good for him and going to be easy. So, for example, when someone tells you that a candidate or an issue isn't compromised, work through some specifics and make them respond. What ends up happening in my consequentialist discussions is that I provide specifics, and then a red herring comes out. Trump did X. Well, what about King David? Well, what about King David? What about Nebuchadnezzar? God told Israel to submit to both of those people. And I don't think the Democratic Party is as bad as, uh, as he was. So are you okay with me voting for them? I find that avoiding specifics is a, a really easy, convenient, uh, preferred route for consequentialists uh, to take because then they don't have to deal with evil face-to-face. They don't have to deal with the evil with which they're complicit because they just avoid the specifics and keep it general. As long as they can talk about the evil of others without feeling the full weight of the evil on themselves and on their side, they can feel good about their decision. Don't let them walk away using red herrings and changing the subject. They need to feel the weight of their moral decisions, and as they try to justify it, it's going to back them into a corner in that they're either going to sound really terrible trying to justify immorality and trying to skirt biblical objective morality, um, or they're just going to have to be intellectually dishonest. And I think, as Greg Kokel says, do, uh, forcing them into that type of corner is going to be putting a stone in their shoe so that as they walk around, it's going to keep nagging them, and hopefully God uses that to convict them. Those are just a few tips to work through if you're having a consequentialist discussion with uh, cons- discussion of consequentialism with other people. That's all for now. So peace, and because I'm a pacifist, when I say it, I mean it.